Ladies and gentlemen, Garfield and friends. Friends are there. To help you get started, to give you a push on your way. Friends are there. To turn you around, get your feet on the ground for a brand new day. Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the shows that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And we return after a somewhat uh, elongated Christmas break. You had one episode out of us, and then we wow, sailed stop. away into the sunset for a while. Uh, apologies, listeners, um, but we're back on track. I think, Mark. I think we're. I think we're. We're good to go yeah. again now, aren't we? Yeah, I think. I think we're all right now. Yeah, pending any other fucking apoc- apocalypses, apocalypse, apocalypse, whatever. Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, whatever the plural of apocalypse is. If you know the plural for apocalypse, listeners, then. Please do let us know. Oh, uh, we're off to a cracking start. Aren't we? <laughs> off topic already. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, we've had to take a little bit of a prolonged hiatus. Um, we've had some life stuff get in the way, but we're back. And so we figured we'd pick back up pretty much where we left off. When we left, we just come out of cat month. So we figured, fuck it. Let's just do some more cat shit. Um, Absolutely. We're diving right back in with Garfield and friends. Yeah, now this one, I um, I think this has been on the list for quite a while. I've wanted to do this for a long time because it's a show that um, I remember very, very fondly. Um, mainly because it was my introduction to Garfield. I'd not read mm-hmm. any of the, the comic strips before. Um, obviously being, I think, well, I was about five or six when this first appeared on TV. So I wouldn't have seen it um, in, in the newspaper anyway. Um, so yeah, so this is my first introduction to the character. And I absolutely fell in love with the character. Because it was the first public, public exposure I had to that sort of fourth wall cheeky meta sort of uh, humor style mm-hmm. um and then and because it was so varied as well that you had the and we'll get into this in more detail but you had a combination of longer and shorter skits you had the quickies and then you had the longer the um the longest of um uh, internal um episodes as well i think it was it was just a, a very good way of, sort of holding attention because you weren't thinking oh fuck there's 10 15 minutes of this you might have a skit that was 20 seconds yeah and it might have been the stupidest fucking thing in the world but to a kid who was five or six at the time, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure we will get into those uh, those quickies as well. But yeah, it was it was kind of my first uh, introduction to Garfield as well. Uh, although ironically, not via the show. At least I think it was my first introduction. I had a VHS of Garfield. It was called The Nine Lives of Garfield, or something right. like that. Anyway, um, and I've got a feeling it was actually it was part of this show like because this wasn't the only garfield show this wasn't the first garfield show garfield had been around previously in television specials prior to this but i've got a feeling just looking at the animation style as it was and i remember you know seeing this as a kid that when i saw garfield and friends it looked very similar to the nine lives of garfield and it felt very much like the nine lives of garfield so that was my first introduction um and I, i absolutely loved that fucking tape like i watched it over and over and over it was like 50 minutes long maybe uh and the premise was that it was nine shorts essentially of of garfield in various incarnations throughout history now sometimes he looked like garfield sometimes he didn't because the idea is he's getting reincarnated every time so sometimes you know and it ends up you know well it doesn't end up with the garfield we know actually because it goes into space but towards the end like you know we're in modern day garfield but prior to that you have like egyptian ruler garfield and then there's there's one where he was a girl um there's one that goes really abstract like it was really really cool and i absolutely loved it um i think i probably had that for maybe a year or two before I actually uh, encountered Garfield and Friends. So by the time we get to Garfield and Friends being aired over here, I was familiar with the character and I was super excited to watch it. Um, mm. and, and then, much like yourself, like loved it. Um, I, I I don't think there was anything else like this, for not at no. that time anyway, that, no. that I was watching. Like When you look back at it now, yeah, there are a lot of very similar shows and I can't quite place it in time. I don't know if it became if it came before or after a lot of the other shows that were like it, which I'm sure we'll mention many. Um, but yeah, it certainly it felt quite fresh to me, and the character felt quite fresh. I I loved. I think we've talked about this over on Who Wins, certainly on this show. But yeah, I loved Heathcliff uh, before yeah. this and and Top Cat. So you know, I was kind of all in on the. I mean, I've always had cats, as we discussed doing our Catman shows as well. So yeah. I was kind of all in on that. And and Heathcliff to Garfield is just such a small step. It was yeah. just like you know, by the time Garfield and Friends is coming around, Heathcliff isn't on anymore. 
So it's just such a small step from one to the other that I just kind of fell into it immediately. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I loved it as well. Um, and, and you know what? I think Garfield in general, you know, and, and Garfield at large after this is a character that I have a great affection for. Um, yeah. Much like I do with, with Snoopy and, and Peanuts. You know, it's not just the cartoon. This is a much bigger animal. Um, yeah. no pun intended um but yeah he he is a much bigger animal than just a cartoon um yeah we i'm sure we'll get into the obvious comparison with heathcliff as well because i've been i've been thinking about that a lot in rewatching this show (laughs) there's been a lot there's been a lot of internal battles with me of like and, and i think there always has been my entire life i think i constantly flit back and forth between am i a heathcliff person or am i a garfield person and i i kind of flip back and forth um but we're primarily here to talk about Garfield and Friends, so let's dive into it, I guess. Um, I've watched quite a bit of it because, thanks to our extended hiatus, I've had a fair bit of time to just dip into Garfield and Friends. I haven't sort of mm. soldiered on forward with anything else. Um, having said that, I've probably not watched as much as I thought I would have, if I'm being perfectly yeah. honest. Um, um, I think, to be fair, though, I mean, I my, my, obviously with everything going on sort of away from um, watching TV, large numbers of hours which i didn't i don't normally get away with anyway but obviously th- things going on at the moment is even less time um so by planned i'm not in work this week so i thought i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna have, i'm gonna blitz through a good couple of hours today just to get myself half a dozen a dozen episodes in by the time i got to the end of the fourth i kind of felt i didn't need to watch anymore yeah that's a problem i've had with it as well i think even like i enjoy, don't get me wrong i enjoyed them i was I, I laughed along with them um both the garfields and the orson's farm skits um i had a lot of time for those however i by the time i got to the end of the third or the fourth episode i was like right okay i've kind of done this now i don't need to sit here and watch the other 119 episodes or whatever the fuck it is um i i I was kind of i won't say done because it's not something you say oh well i don't i never need to watch it again now but i was i was i think i was i had enough of it for for one sitting um and i I did feel that no you have a garfield and maybe a couple of shorts then some Orson's Farm with a shorts and a story, then another Garfield. I'm thinking, right, by the end of four episodes, I've had fucking nine Garfield stories. I, I'm kind of, I I know what's going on now. I can get through it without needing to sit down and watch anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the most I watched in a sit-in was two anyway. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I expected, like when, when we had to backburn of the show for a little bit and it was literally just before we were about to record Garfield. Mm. It was like a day or two before, I think, that we were due yeah. to record or, or the weekend before. No, it was... Yeah. yeah, we made the decision to pull the show like about two days before we were due to record. Yeah. So I'd already watched a fair bit of Garfield. Um, and then in the back of my head, I was like, oh, okay, cool, I can watch some more then because I hadn't watched that much at that point. Much mm. like you'd yeah. said, I'd sat down and tried to watch it and I get to the end of like an episode and just be like, okay, I think I'm done with this to be honest um and mm. i felt kind of bad about that because i wanted to give this more of a go because i did love it so much as a kid and i still love garfield as a character he's kind of i mean he's still around he's omnipresent but he's not yeah he's not kind of the thing that he used to be so i'm like oh, I'm, no. just, I'm really checked in with garfield for a little while let's just see I mean, what this is like the last sort of couple of years though i mean I, th- I think as recently as the 2017 2018 there was a reboot wasn't there yeah i think the films have kind of killed him dead a bit haven't they yeah um, i mean I th- and i think that i think there were, were there two or three films i can't remember i can't remember i watched um, about 10 minutes of the first one and that was enough for me uh, I, I saw the first one um again taking my baggage from this show i went i saw it in the cinema mm-hmm. so i know a film has to be pretty fucking bad for me to actually walk out having paid cash money to go and see it so I did. Sit, I did sort of go there, and the first one I thought was all right. The second one was the one where there was a double, wasn't there? Um, no fucking idea. <laughs> Didn't no clue. There was. I'm. I'm sure I've seen the start of it and gone. You know what? I'm at home now. This is on fucking Netflix or whatever. I don't care. I'm mm-hmm. turning it off. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the films kind of did it for me because, as 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 good as Bill Murray always is, um, he there just wasn't the content. Um, but we're not here to talk about the films. Here to talk about the yeah, no, the we're not. But yeah, but yeah was... just as an aside, I think that that's probably partly responsible. Obviously, I don't think the films did that well either. So I think that's probably. Partly I think the first one did. I think the first one made quite made quite a decent bank. But I think the second one, it was a typical sequel. It was just you no. Know, right, mm-hmm. We're doing it because we can do it. We have the technology to make a CGI Garfield. We have the you no. Know, we we know how to put a CGI Garfield in a human world and have it look relatively convincing. So we're going to do that. 
and yeah it just didn't really take the story wasn't there um i think for us if from memory i think there was a a double who lived with some sort of king and the two of them got mixed up it's some typical dumb yeah typical rubbish sheep already. Sounds shit. um <laughs> yeah um I, i'm gonna have to look now but it's it's it, it, that actually there, gives there us a it was called the tale of two kitties so there you go Nice Garfield pun, though. Tale of... Nice pun. Yeah, and that's probably what drew me in, to be honest, because A, it's Garfield, and B, that you can't beat a good pun. No, I mean, I kind of want to watch it now just for the title alone. <laughs> and that, that feels very Garfield, actually, that level yes, of humor, it does. that pun. That it is very in keeping with, with the style of the humor in this show. Yeah. Um, because there is there's so many puns. So many Absolutely. puns. Absolutely. Uh, you know me, I love I love a good pun. Yeah. Oh, I, fuck, yeah. I love a bad pun. Yeah, all puns are all puns are good puns. There's no such thing as a bad yeah. one. Um, but I, I don't know. Well, I was just about to jump into the animation, but actually, maybe then we jump into the humor because we sort of segue there as well now. So, yeah. and and that is quite central to the show. Really, this is primarily a a, a sketch show. I, I think yes. is what it feels like to me. You know, as you said, you get two yeah. Garfield stories. You get the Orson's Farm in the middle. What was Orson's Farm called overseas? Because I remember uh, it wasn't Orson's Farm. Wasn't Sorry, Orson's I've gone off Farm. on a tangent again. It was. It's based on something called U.S. Acres, right? Um, and I think you, I think because that, that was the name of the comic strip, and I think it, it carried that name in the states. Because this blew my mind in the early days of the internet. This was one of the like I remember illegally getting hold of some of these episodes back in the day because you know we did that back in the day, kids. Um, and just seeing Orson's Farm called this other thing, U.S. Acres, yeah. then, and it blew my fucking mind. I was like, yeah. what the hell is this? Because this is Orson's farm, but it's not but Orson's it's not. farm. And yeah. it sent me down a rabbit hole as to what... You, anyway, yeah, so it's Orson's farm Yeah, I had a similar experience. I think it was when I was in uni, and I did the same thing. I managed to get hold of... Um, it was a DVD of stuff that had been ripped off the internet, and that was the same. It was it was a, a US um, download. Mm. So yeah. it's called US. And, and that was my thing. Oh, because they were... Because the skits were separate, it wasn't like a whole episodes. They were they were broken down into yes. into clips, effectively. And so the first one I put on was the well, first one on the playlist was this US Acres. And I said, "Oh, did they get a spin off?" That was how my brain because, worked. Yeah, because that's what happened with me as well. I was like, "Why did I? Why have I never watched this?" Exactly. That was it. I was like, "Right, okay." So they had a spin off, and then I was like, "Hang on, I've seen this one. Yeah, I know this one. I recognise this one." Yeah. And so the, and yeah, and then obviously Google not being what Google is today and you know, having stuff like Wikipedia at the time, I wasn't able to find out for fucking ages that it had a different name. Exactly, exactly, right. So I'm glad it wasn't just me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was called... So for our American listeners, you know, we are talking about the same show. Um, you just know it differently to us. Garfield's Garfield, but we call... Yeah, it's, it's, still, Garfield, it's still Garfield and Friends, but the... the, the that US middle bit to section. us is Orson's Farm. Yes. Fuck knows Which is why. a far better title. It's a way, way, way better title. I don't know why... It's, anyway let's not get into that um <laughs> where was i i that took me the humor so we're talking about the humor 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 yeah it's a sketch show you get your garfield you get your orson's farm slash usa because where's going to be you get the shorts as well yeah none of them have any connective tissue whatsoever no, none whatsoever it feels exactly Nothing. like a sketch show like you're watching an episode of fucking the fast show or harry enfield and friends or something where it's just like yeah here's 10 minutes on this subject we'll set the gag up we'll deliver the gag We'll have all sorts of hilarity out, you know, along the way, and then Asta, we're gone. Um, yeah, to me, some... it felt a little bit like um, like Tiny Toons. It had that, that similar sort of, that, that that similar sort of get up. Whereas, yeah, you've got you you've got your connecting, you've got your characters who are all you no, know, they're all in their own bits. But then you'll have a, a slightly elongated story, and then you'll just have bit 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 back into the story or into a second story. And it felt very much like that, even though this came a couple of years before. It had that same sort of um, same sort of energy to it. I think it, not quite as sort of um, when we talked about Animaniacs. Obviously, that was just completely off the charts, and so you know, it was anarchic. It was chaotic. This wasn't that. This was just very. It was very deadpan. It was very um, sardonic, which is you know, that's us to a T anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you just had you, know, you had this enough of a story just to, just to tide you through. You have the skits, and then you have another three, four, five minute story of Orson's Farm, and then you'd have another five, six, seven minutes of Garfield to finish off. And it was just enough to hang on, but it wasn't. It wasn't too much. It wasn't so much to make it overly long and painful to watch. But they weren't so quick; it was over before you knew it either. Yeah, and I think, um, I, I think Tiny Toons is a good comparison. I think, especially for the Orson's Farm segments, um, I yeah. certainly felt like that was very Tiny Toons when I was watching. Because it's that. more of an ensemble piece, I think. It, isn't it, it? It's Garfield's exactly that. Whereas Garfield contained. is is just Garfield. 
Um, well, I mean, you get Nermo and John and Odie and stuff as well, but but Garfield's yeah. very much the star of the show there, whereas Orson's Farm could be anyone at any week. Yeah, it's, be yeah it's anyone's story. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 Garfield is more is more contained, even though they'll have, as you said, they'll have other characters, but it's always it's centered around Garfield and how people interact with him, not Sheldon one week and Orson the next and Roy mm-hmm. the next. Yeah. So so having this kind of sketch format, it's it feels very sitcommy in each kind yeah. of individual you know skit is very much like here's the setup here's just fuckery in the middle here's our punchline and we're out it it doesn't necessarily mean anything no no one grows i i i must be honest i found a lot of the and i'm going to use air quotes stories involved um they i think that was the problem i think that's why it wasn't sticking with me because there's mm. no substance here whatsoever no. And that the actually generally revolves around Garfield eating or not eating. Yeah, and that I'll be honest disappointed me slightly. Um, obviously, it's been quite a while since I've watched Garfield, as I say. Um, yeah. But I was expecting it to be more sophisticated than it was, yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe that's just because as a child watching it, you know, when you, I, I think I was probably twelve, thirteen, something like that, by the time this was rolling around, maybe slightly younger, even. Um, it would have been younger, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I mean, sure. By the time it finished, it ran from '88 to '94. So when it started, '88, Jesus, time... that early. Okay. But I mean, by the time it jumped over here, you were probably looking at '90. Yeah, that timeline checks out because that probably means I had that video round about '88, '89-ish when I would have been eight, nine. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of approaching double digits. I'm, I'm approaching the double digits when this is on. Um, and I'm, I just, I think then it probably felt sophisticated. That's the thing. I think to a child, yeah. this feels like adult humor, because well, that's it, it. it's not terribly slapsticky. It's very verbal. It's very deadpan. Yeah. Lots of puns, yeah. and you know. and lots of to camera stuff as well. Yes. So it feels quite adult. Um, but I think to an adult, it feels quite silly. Is the problem? It always certainly yeah. did to me. I don't think it's as smart as it would like to think it is, and that's a yeah. shame. Um, because you know, when when that balance is struck well, you've already mentioned it. You know, you look at Animaniacs, for instance, where that balance is struck so well, yeah. where where you know the kids have got all the slapstick running around and the straight to camera stuff to make them feel like it's more sophisticated, and then adults have got things like fingerprints. Um, yeah. You know, like when it's struck well, it can work really well. And I yeah, feel like absolutely. I feel like this show kinda gets stuck in the middle. It's neither one yeah. nor the other. It's too adult for kids and it's slightly too childish for adults. Yeah, no, it's interesting you say that because um on the on the Wikipedia page there are two re- there are only two reviews linked to it, uh, both from nineteen eighty eight. Um, one from um, the LA Times, which was Garfield's lost its feline qualities and become a crabby little old man in a, in a cat suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are more than three and a half thousand Garfield products on the market already. Nobody needs to see any more of it. And the other one came from Pittsburgh Press, and it said that the show tries too hard to be tries too hard to be hip, and the jokes fall flat because they're not they're not aimed at anybody. It definitely that it, it does and, feel yeah. really directionless, um, yeah. I, and that's. That's a problem when you're doing a sketch show because you need a target for these sketches to land. Like yeah, you have to absolutely. hang it on something, and it's not enough to constantly hang it on. I like lasagna, or I'm a fat lazy cat. You know, yeah. even just a couple of episodes ago seems like a long time ago now, but you know, yeah. with the hiatus, just a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about James the Cat, and those stories were very, very simple. And you know yeah. James the Cat again is a caricature. I call, I believe I called him a Tory, um, but <laughs> you know those stories, as short as they were, and as pointless and as meaningless as they were in a lot of instances, they were stories. There was always something to hang yeah. those little five-minute episodes on, and yeah, I think that's, right. that's important to bear in mind as well. You know those episodes were five minutes or so with a clip, and then you were out. Now this, I feel like. This show would be far better suited to being separated out, and it being yep. here's a ten minute Garfield episode, yeah. maybe maybe two afternoons a week. Orson's yeah. farm in the middle somewhere because for ten minutes, yeah, I'll sit down and watch one of these, yeah. fuck off, do something else, and come back. And somewhere in the dark recesses of my mind, I seem to remember it being chopped up like that on a Saturday morning. I can't remember if it was BBC or ITV. I've got a feeling I've... it was ITV. I think but it was on Motormouth, wasn't it, on ITV? I believe it was, um, and I and see, I remember it being did, chopped up. 
Yeah, because they used to do it. Because I think it was it was originally on like a Tuesday afternoon or something. Yeah. Um, when it first aired, and I think when it went to Motormouth on a Saturday, I think it's the same as like um, Live and Kicking used to do on BBC. They take an episode and they would chop it into bits yes. because that way they'd say, right, if you're tuning in for Garfield or you're tuning in for X Men or whatever it is, you know it's going to start at quarter past nine. Yes. Then you've got your bit, and then oh fuck, right, it's in the middle of an episode. I can't turn away, so I'm going to watch this bit of you know, Jamie Thiessen getting kicked in the bollocks or whatever it was. I'll watch that because then X Men's coming back on, mm-hmm. and it was the same with it was the same with this. It's right, I don't want to turn off because I don't want to miss the next bit, even though it's, even though the story is finished. Yeah. I know there's another one coming, or I know there's an awesome storm coming, so I don't want to miss that. So I'll stick around until all three bits have been done, and then I'll fuck off and go play football or whatever else because yeah. you know, Saturday morning that's what I'm going to do. But that's that's why they that's that was very much the former of, of Saturday morning television when you had these sort of shows that went on for two or three hours. That was how they kept you in. They'd break things in and they would just keep on feeding you a little bit at a time. Yeah, and I think divided up like that is easier to swallow. And maybe, again, that's why I liked it more as a kid. Yeah. You know, because it was easier to digest. Whereas sitting down and watching it for 20 minutes, by the time yeah. you get about halfway through Orson's Farm, it is a bit like, oh, come on, what the fuck's this about? Can something happen? Like, yeah, well, I mean, I I was watching on YouTube because there is there is nowhere you can actually get episodes. You can't buy them on Amazon. They're not on Netflix. They're not on iTunes. They're not anywhere. Um, the first thirteen episodes have actually been made available legitimately on um on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of why I stopped myself, but uh, just shy of half a dozen because I didn't want to fall foul of that. Honestly. Yeah. Um, but so they were there, and normally on YouTube, I I. I get to the point where I want to throw the remote at the TV when I'm watching stuff on YouTube because I don't pay for the premium one, but there's so many fucking adverts. YouTube premium, guys, this is not an advert, I promise, right? But if you watch any more than about 10 minutes of YouTube at a clip, YouTube premium will change your fucking life. Honestly. But this is the problem. When, when there's so many other things you've got to pay for as well, so that's the one I don't need because I can get that one with ads for free. Well, see, I that, told myself that. I told myself that for a very long time and then I succumbed to the free trial and I've never looked back. And honestly, I would probably cancel some of my streaming services now before I cancelled YouTube Premium. It's... But I think that's the difference. I don't use it. I only yeah. use it when I'm looking for stuff for us when I can't find it anywhere else. Yeah. That's the only time I use it. Whereas Disney and Netflix and Prime um, and Apple, I use them all the time. So then yeah. it's 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 not going to be worth the money uh, from, from my perspective. But the fucking adverts generally, I want to throw them out to the TV. By the time I was midway through the second episode and I got halfway into that and there was a second ad break, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. That's fine. That's a good enough time for me to get stretch yeah. my legs and stick a kettle on. And then when I get the next ad break, I'll go make myself a cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. And yeah, I was, like I said, I was struggling with it for more than 10 minutes at a time as well. And I, I think as well, you know, we're talking about the structure of these skits and stuff and, and the humor. And what occurred to me a lot as I was watching it is, a lot of the humor, like like you mentioned, it was about lasagna and him being lazy and stuff. And and Garfield as a caricature of a cat, I think is is pretty good. You know, I yeah. think I think they do well at anthropomorphizing a cat with Garfield. You know, he's fat and he's lazy and he's yeah. he's, he's superior to John and Odie and Nermal and all the others until he needs feeding and then he'll go and play up to John. So they, they get all of that. But I feel like the humor in this show isn't derived from that. They try very very hard to come up with these ridiculously contrived reasons for garfield to be in trouble this week yeah for what and, and you don't need that the the humor needs to come from the fact that he's a cat you know yeah. and that's that's what heathcliff did you know that's what you know a, any other show like top cat very similar you know he's caricature yeah. of a cat or boss cat if you're in america and he had those feline qualities and the humor was derived from that whereas i feel like with garfield certainly this iteration yeah. of garfield i mean it isn't garfield as a comic strip you know, when you're reading Garfield in a three, four panel strip, that definitely comes over. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't feel like um, it does here. I feel like they, they tried so hard to just yeah. push him into these, you know, like all the stuff with, I don't know if you saw any episodes with the fucking clown in, but there's a recurring character no. of, I think it's Binky. He's a, refi- re- he's a recurring character. And it's like, look, who, who gives a fuck? I'm, I'm here to watch Garfield. Yeah. And like, like there's one of the episodes I watched, Binky comes and, cleans the house because he's out of a job because his show has been cancelled so he comes to fucking clean the house and then there's all sorts of chaos going on while john's out and this clown is cleaning the house and i'm like what the fuck has this got to do with cats what yeah what this could be anybody this doesn't need to be garfield 
Yeah, and I, I think I watched. Um, I was supposed to watch a couple today, and there was one where um, he gets hit on the head, um, and he basically loses his entire character. Right. Um, and so you know, he doesn't. He he doesn't want to overreach. He doesn't know. He he likes Odie. He doesn't like pushing Odie off the table. He you know, he respects John. He looks up to John. Um, and again, let's say this doesn't have anything to do with what it's like to be a, an overweight cat. And yeah, okay, they, they, I get they're trying to you know they're trying to anthropomorphize the character and, and make make the character relatable, but. You know, it's always in this, these situations that this doesn't need to be Garfield. I mean, like we've talked about this many times. Where um, I think the, the comparison we're talking about is Monster House, the um, the, the animated film, mm-hmm. where they could have quite easily made Goonies too. Yeah, uh, but they decided to CGI it, and it's almost like they've done it here. Though. We've got this skit where somebody loses their memory and becomes a completely different character. They could have done that on fucking Saved by the Bell. Yeah, Screech could have had a knock on the head, and all of a sudden he's you know, he's a completely different character, and then he goes back at the end. But for some reason, it's Garfield, and it doesn't need to be, and it doesn't add anything to it. And actually, you lose a lot of the charm of the character because a lot of a lot yeah. of the of what, what well, certainly for me, a lot of what I love about Garfield is the fact that he is such a smart ass. He you know he is very sardonic. He he is very opportunistic. And yes. they just took all that away from him, and then all of a sudden you you don't root for that character then because all of a sudden you're thinking, well, this isn't Garfield, so why am I rooting for him? Yes, okay, I want him to get his memory back. So he stopped being you know, nice, but I don't really care. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I, th- I think the problem is again, it comes down to this this kind of mismatch with with the age bracket because a lot of the humor in Garfield in general, outside of this show, Garfield the character, a lot of the humor is in seeing that feline relay human behavior back to us right yeah. through through the eyes of a cat so how stupid we are as humans as observed by a very sardonic very kind of holier than now cat who who clearly yeah. thinks he's more intelligent than us that's the humor of garfield you know the famous i hate mondays thing where all he's got to do is fucking sleep right but he, yeah. he's just contextualizing something that we as humans feel Right, and that's where the humour comes from. And they've thrown all of that out the window to have some slapstick shit with a clown for five minutes, and then he'll, mm. you know, he will <laughs> turn to camera and deliver some sort of fourth wall breaking gags and stuff. But yeah. it just I, falls flat. Yeah, it's, and and that was always the format as well, wasn't it? So you'd have your setup, then you'd have four or five minutes of fucking around based on the set on the set you've had, and then it comes down to a single line yeah. every time. It comes down to a single line. Which is generally about lasagna. Yeah, it's and, the punchline. That, but yeah, yeah, but it's you get to a point where you think actually you've done so much fucking around, you haven't earned your punchline because you might as well just sat in your ass in front of the camera for five minutes and just talk bollocks because none of it mattered. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really off kilter. It, it it feels off kilter to me anyway. Yeah. Now, now as a kid, I think you know this was another animated cat show, so I was in. It was funny to me as a kid because slapsticky shit and like i say you're feeling maybe slightly adult because of all the straight to camera stuff but watching yeah. it now as an adult I, I want more out of it and maybe that's unfair but i feel like because it's garfield it's not you know if yeah. this was tiny tunes if this was and, and this is no slight on those i'm just saying with with where they are pitched okay if yeah. this was heathcliff if this was any of those things you're like oh yeah okay but it's a kid's show Right now, yeah. we know Tiny Toons isn't, but it presents as so you go, oh, yeah, it's yes. a kid show, it's fine. Garfield isn't a children's character necessarily, mm. yeah. you know, he's an all ages character, so it, it's not enough to do that, you know, and especially yeah. not when you don't make it very clear that this is pitched as a children, which it doesn't, because as I say, it exists in this weird fucking middle ground, and you know. Yeah. You can see this done well in many... Like, look, we've already mentioned it once, but look at Peanuts, for instance. Yeah. Like, yes, okay, they only deploy Snoopy, you know, occasionally there. He's yeah, not like... Very sparingly. Yeah, every episode isn't all about Snoopy, and that's to its strength as well. This is different yeah. because Garfield's right there in the name, right? He's got to yeah. carry it. But whenever Snoopy is deployed in a Peanuts cartoon, the humour, again, comes from the fact that this dog is exhibiting human traits and he's throwing yes. them back at us. He's constantly mocking Charlie Brown yeah, and it, and he's constantly getting one up on him despite the fact that he's supposed to be the servant there. He's the dog. yeah, um, And that's and what this gets wrong. It, it's quite interesting as well because I don't know if you've seen the, the new, um, the new um, Snoopy in Space series that's on Apple. Um, no. I'm aware it and... exists, but I haven't seen it yet. That's very good, um, in in much the same way because it it takes what the essence of the character is, and yes, okay, it's put him it puts him in a very different situation, but actually every interaction he has 
It's like, yeah, I'm a dog. Fuck it. So what? I'm still better than you. Yeah. I still know what's going on better than you do. I still understand better than you do. And actually, yeah, fuck you. I'm a dog. Who cares? Um, and it's they've they've struck that balance very well. Um, and I know it's it's been a long time coming that series. I know there were a, it was a very long developmental period. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's paid off. And I think that I've not seen any of the newer Garfield stuff. I mean, I think I'm sure there was a reboot around about 2016, 17, something like that. Um, I've not seen any of that, but I can't imagine without doing a substantial amount of work on the character and how you present it on, in a, in, um, in a quote unquote live format as opposed to being on a page. I don't see how they'd have managed to get away with that without completely screwing the pooch again. Yeah. Um, I, I, a, the character doesn't really lend itself. I think is what I'm trying to say, I don't know. It's not, it doesn't seem, I don't think it lends itself as well to, to a visual as, as a, to a live medium as it does to a, to a page. I would agree, and I think this is... I think it can. Like I say, I, I haven't rewatched that Nine Lives of Garfield thing, but I remember that being very good, right? And I think there's... I think Garfield can lend himself. You know, we've had several other animated cat sitcoms, which I've mentioned yeah. many, many times on the show already, so I'm not going to go back over them again. So this can work. Now, look, I'm saying that. We might Maybe we'll go back and rewatch Heathcliff one day, and it'll be a fucking travesty, okay? Um, <laughs> Top Cat certainly isn't, though. You know, so there are... But, you know, he's anthropomorphized to an even higher extent than those two. But, you know, yeah. they, I'm sure it's possible to do this. I just oh, yeah, think, absolutely. I, I just think this, I, it's, it's interesting. I haven't read those reviews before that you read, but I think they hit the nail exactly on the head. What this tries to be is a show for disaffected 90s teenagers is what it's trying to be when it should be a show for the family or a show yeah. for kids or a show for adults. Don't ever pitch anything at a disaffected 90s team because we were fucking arseholes and we would hate everything, right? Yep. So don't Still even do. try. Yeah, like, yeah, that's how we've grown into bitter old middle-aged men. Um, so this kind of, and I think that's the problem. It tried to, to kind of catch that kind of hip, oh, fuck you, I'm way too, like it was, yeah. it, it feels like it's hipster before we had hipsters, essentially. Yes. It feels yeah. like a snarky teenage show. Um, and it's yeah, but, it's kind of this show out of time because of it, you know? Yeah. And I think the the problem with that is that it didn't do the groundwork. So there were, as I said, you had so much fucking around that actually you didn't get, you didn't deserve that payoff at the end. The punchline wasn't earned. And by the time you got to it, you'd forgotten what the fucking joke was in the first place. You'd forgotten what the setup was. Yeah. And I mean, the irony of it is, you know, if you wanted to appeal to us disaffected 90s teenagers, what you didn't do was try and give us a sardonic character like this. What you did was you give us Ren and Stimpy, Beavis and Butthead, South Park. You give us utter chaos. You give us the mirror opposite of what our personalities are. And we'll lap it up. Look at Nicktoons, for example, and just the utter, sheer, colourful, joyful carnage of all of the Nicktoons. Right? But it, it just, it falls so flat. Um it didn't then we both loved it so yeah, obviously absolutely. it did work for for kids then um and i think it was fairly successful as well i mean it ran yeah. for two seasons ran. that i know of maybe even more seven so oh, fucking hell right way more than i thought that. i thought it was only yeah, two because so, there's two different end credits that's why i thought two seasons so i think they did what they usually do so they'll have the first season to get to syndication and then bang yeah. everything else in as a second season so there were 121 episodes um, across seven official seasons running from uh, September 17th, 1988 to December 10th, 1994. Yeah, so I mean, it, you know, and it, and it you know, it, the, it obviously... The, it, it got, it, go on. As I said, the, the only reason it got cancelled was um, basically CBS, um, who were airing it, they were falling well foul of ABC and Fox anyway. They were ma- way behind in the ratings. They lost a lot of their big money products. Like they lost the NFL and stuff like that. So they basically started pairing everything back. And the problem with Garfield was that because it was it had been going for so long, it's, you know, it had... It had a very high production budget. They went, you know what? We're not making any money off it. Fuck it. We'll get rid of it. And Just that's kind of why. Yeah. So that's kind of where it went. Um, I mean, I was the the sheer that. concept, even today, of not making money off Garfield, it bonkers, isn't it? Well, I, th- I think it was because they they lost so many of their affiliates, and they lost so they lost their when they lost the American football. They they, they lost a lot of their um, a lot of syndication rights as well for stuff. And it, it was just, it wasn't worth them keeping on. CBS had a massive re, uh, reboot run about 94, 95, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Where they basically went, well, it's all new stuff. It's all in-house produced. It's all cheap as fuck. 
but it keeps us on the air. And yeah. then they built up and built up and built up again. And this was this was this ended at the start of that. It was part of that problem was the fact right. that we just have nothing to fucking show on TV anymore, so we need to regroup. Yeah. Um so okay, it was cancelled for whatever reason, you know, we maybe it wasn't making a money and I mean and maybe there's some sort of rights issue there as well because yeah, you'll make sure money off Garfield, but you might not make money off Garfield and Friends, right? And they, yeah. they're not necessarily the same thing. Um yeah. so it was at least successful for those seven seasons that it was on. It's just that looking yeah. back on it now, I don't understand what the appeal was. Um, but it, it mm. certainly it does some things well. You know, we're, we're just piling in on the general kind of atmosphere of the show and yeah. the writing here. But, like, it looks great. And I think even yeah. today, I think the animation is pretty good. And, it, I mean, what they do with the animation is what they should have done <laughs> with the show is that they've, they've picked a style here and they've run with it. And there's been yeah. general genuine thought gone into well how do we best animate garfield right how is this cat going to talk and their yeah. answer is they've genuinely thought about his personality and the fact that he's sardonic and stuff and they've just gone well he's not going to talk his mouth's not going to move because yeah. when it does it looks stupid so yeah. it, it looks better if his eyes are permanently half closed and his mouth is permanently shut that looks right for the character yeah so absolutely and you I know. think as well, I mean, I one thing that, that did so strike me, it, it it looked odd the first episode I watched, but then by the end of that episode, it didn't bother me so much. But the they've they've gone, they've tried very hard to replicate the color palette of the of the um the, the strips, mm-hmm. and so because of that, it looks. And we had some, we talked about it with Rugrats as well. It looks very muted. It looks very dull in places. It's very pastel. Um, yeah. Um. But I think actually, when you get into it again looking at sort of how vivid Garfield is against that, that kind of works because you want him to stand out. He, you know, in terms of the character, he is larger than life. He is bigger and better than everything else in that world. So of course he's going he's to be more vibrant. And I think once you kind of get your head into that sort of space, actually it, it kind of works. And having those very sort of muted sort of creamy yellows and sort of the, mm-hmm. the, the purpley grays and stuff, it works quite well. And actually yeah, once you get does. into it, and, 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 and so, as I said, the animation, is, you know, the animation is good so that the movement is good. The emo- you know, the way the the face emotes is good. More so with Garfield and Odie. I think John is a bit of a stretch because he doesn't have a fucking nose. Um, it's 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 kind of a, it looks more like a cleft palate than a nose. Yeah, I, I I'm just picturing it now, and I've never realised that before. But you, I had right. I hadn't until this morning either. Um, yeah. But so I mean, but I mean, the, certainly the way that um, you know, they capture Garfield and Odie perfectly, and every every facial expression is, is absolutely spot on. Yeah, and you know the and, same for uh, Nermal and everything as well. Like the the animation is is great, and even even John, like yeah. Now you've said that about his nose, I'll never unsee it. Um, well, that's a character design thing. That's what he's like in the in the strip as well. Yeah, yeah. They've they've got to mimic that. But even when you look at his motion, you know, when you look at the way John walks, yeah, he's very shaggy in the way he walks. Yes. Like he's very loose. He's very like bending. You know, he's walking from the knees a lot. I yeah. know we all walk from our knees for anybody fucking writes in, but you know what I no, mean? No, I know. I, yeah. Like he's, he's not, he's not, spring, he's, he's not powering from his hips. He's powering from, no, it's, it's, the, yes. it's, it's springing from his feet effectively. Yes. Um, essentially. There, and that, but there that lends bit. itself to that kind of, you know, slightly incompetent, like doesn't yeah. quite have a grasp on his life, doesn't know what's going on. Like it, yeah, it just kind of aloof works. and just kind of there. And yeah. I think the only the only time I saw different to that was um, one of the episodes I saw. They went up to a cabin in the woods and they got snowed in. Mm-hmm. And so he he'd gone down to the store. Um, Garfield and Odie were in the cabin, and there was an avalanche or massive blizzard or something, and they got snowed in. And the road was closed, and he had to basically try and run past like a forest ranger type thing. And his movement was so awkward because of the way he's animated normally. As you said, you know, he's very loose, it's very casual. So to see him sort of hunched down and try and run, it didn't quite look right. It looked, it almost looked like he was sort of bent, kind of he was hunched over and still yeah. trying to pump his knees. Yeah. And it didn't quite work. Um, but I think that's the only example I ever saw where it didn't quite pan out. And I think, actually, no, it's not. It's the only example I saw with John where it didn't work. The other one was when there was an episode where Garfield has a nightmare where he basically overeats and overeats and he, he, it's like in the twits where he, you know, he's bigger than the house and all the yeah, rest yeah. of it. And they have they get scale wrong. So his body obviously his body's growing because he's eating, but they don't they don't grow his head enough and it, it's you know they still keep him with fucking you know, chicken legs. And so it doesn't qu- again it doesn't quite look right when it's fine when he's standing there, but as soon as he starts moving, he's just like, hang on, his legs need to go four times wider just because that's the that's the scale he brought everything up to. Yeah. So yeah, so that that was a bit iffy. And I think when they've it's when they've gone against type and when they've tried to do different things and tried to make the character look physically different, that's that's when they've come across, I think. 
interesting sidebar just to take us off on a tangent for a change um regular listeners will know um I, as well as being into animation i'm somewhat of a theme park nerd um garfield's nightmare spun off into its own dark ride in a theme park all believe right it or not okay uh, yeah there is a whole ride it ran for fucking years i forget the park now um but yeah it i, I want to say it was one of the six flags but i could be wrong um, it certainly wasn't like a premium park put it like this but <laughs> but garfield's nightmare span off into a, a ghost train style dark okay. ride um so yeah there you go um so a lot of people that. obviously remember garfield's nightmare. i don't know whether it was just that episode but certainly the the title of the ride was, was yeah. garfield's nightmare and I, I think they they probably there were probably that many episodes i mean if, if you had that if you had 121 episodes there were that would have been that many skits where things happen in nightmares there was another one where him and john swapped bodies yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, there's there's already been loads of stuff they could draw on for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so okay, so so that's kind of Garfield, right? I think the, it does the animation well. So oh, we we haven't talked about. I mean, I can't believe we got this far in without talking about it. We've got to talk about the voice work as well, um, yes. which is which is no, just impeccable. I have a I mean... confession to make here. So I was a thick swat as a kid. Um, yeah. I so I was aware was? of. Well, I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> Okay, yeah, factually correct. Well done. Um, uh, so, so obviously, I was aware of the real Ghostbusters. I was aware of this, oh, and, I, and I and I and I had seen Ghostbusters. So, when I was about five or You're six, not when alone. this first when this first appeared, I was convinced that was fucking Bill Murray. You're not alone to the point where, um, as a twenty-something, when that first Garfield movie came out, late twenties, yeah, and there was big fuss being made in the press about Bill Murray voicing Garfield. I was like. What's the big deal? Like, what he, he, did, he did it before. He is Garfield. What's what's the fucking problem? Like, what? Yeah, um, yeah. I, which is, <laughs> which I think, is both huge credit and huge disservice to, of course, the late great Lorenzo Music. Um, yeah, yeah. That voice is just so. It is iconic. That is one of those voices of our childhood. Yes. Just like Peter Cullen's voices and all of these, all of these other voices that you only got to say the name and you can hear the voice, or look at a still from the character and you can hear yeah. the voice. Like Lorenzo Music is one of those. You, to yeah. this day, I think his voice is the only other that has the Kevin Conroy effect on me. Yeah, I can't see Batman without hearing Kevin Conroy, and I cannot see Garfield without hearing Lorenzo Music. I just can't. Yeah. That is Garfield's voice to me, and always will be. The fact that yeah. he sounds exactly like Bill Murray is well, well, not helpful when it comes to the film. Well, that was the thing because I mean, I, I say because Ghostbusters and this were about the same time, and you could pick out the voice the same as he was. Was he Tammy in Gummy, in Gummy Bears? Yes. Yeah. So you can pick out the same. You can pick out the same voice, hmm. and in my head, it was the same actor, which clearly it was. But then I somehow conflated Peter Venkman from Ghostbusters to Bill Murray's version in the film. And it just kind of stuck there. I so think... over t- over time, then that kind of became almost yeah. enough. that was the thing in my brain. So when, as you said, when the film came out, it was like, oh right, okay, was it not Bill Murray all along? And I think but... that's what it is. I think that is the best example. And I get this a lot on this show, and I call it out a lot as well. But that is the best example of Mandela effect that I think we'll yeah. ever present on this show because it literally is that. That is our brain playing tricks on us because we, yeah. our brain is just wired from Peter Venkman to Garfield, to Bill Murray. And it, yes. it's totally wrong. Completely arse backwards. Yes. But that's the leap our brain made. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone. I reckon you could still go out and stop people in the street and ask them who voiced Garfield. And I reckon a good 70%, if not more, would tell you it was Bill Murray. The rest yeah. would probably say they don't know. I think, unfortunately, very few people would say Lorenzo Music. And, um, and that's a shame. Um, it, but it's I, a huge shame because the voice work is phenomenal. It is, and I think that's the that's the biggest tragedy of any voice actor. Is it that absolutely is? If people yeah. can't see your face, they don't remember you. They yeah, remember. It, they might remember what you sound like. They might remember some of your work, but they won't remember you doing it. As unless, just unless uh, you're saddos like us. Yes. Um, <laughs> But, and even then, we've just kind of proved that as well. So, you know. well, yeah, but we were kids then. Like I know now, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, yeah, a lot of time for for voice actors now. Um, Absolutely. You know, look. Let's not go into a whole rant about voice actors, but they are performers just like everyone else, and that Absolutely. is sadly oft forgotten. Um, yeah. And it's a but, fucking art form as well. It absolutely fucking is. See, here's the thing: a voice actor can very easily become a screen actor. 
Screen yes. actor can't very easily become a voice actor. Them's just the breaks, kids. If you're talented enough to do both, thumbs up to you. But it, it's a, it's an art form. It really is. Um, you find you find it a lot now with um, with audiobooks where you have lots of very high profile, very well known actors doing audiobooks, mm. and fuck me, some of them are terrible. Yeah, and you've got I've, very accomplished actors doing. Um, like I read, I, I listened to sorry, I, read, I listened to one um, a couple of weeks ago that Jake Gyllenhaal um, narrated, mm. and the less said about that, the better, I think. Yeah, I and, that's, that's and, and as an actor, he's somebody I very highly rate. But in that particular instance, he was reading a book, a very well-known book, a very popular book. It's one of my favorite books, and he fucking murdered it. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's one thing to be on set with. Let's even say you're on set with a James Cameron, right? And you're being made to do fucking twenty-seven takes, right? It's one thing to do that, but but to understand and have the conversation that maybe you're moving slightly differently, maybe we're going for this and be chipped away at. It's entirely another thing to be sat in a booth somewhere and go, right, I want you to grunt differently 50 times. There's not enough pain in that one. There's oh, not enough anguish in that one. No, you're not yeah. quite getting this grunt, are you? Like, that's a different thing entirely. Um, but yeah, Lorenzo Music just... It is the standout thing of this whole show. The animation yeah. is good. The voice work, like however, however much we say, like the maybe the skits aren't funny and maybe the stories don't land. I don't think you can ever say a punchline doesn't land. Like he absolutely knows how to deliver deadpan yeah. straight to camera, as it were. Like yeah. absolutely, like flawless, absolutely yeah. flawless. This voice, and work. I think actually, to be fair, if you look at uh, in comparison to the Garfield skits, you look at the Orson's Farm or U.S. Acres sk- uh, skits, whatever you want to call them. I think because there's not the expectation there, because the characters aren't as well known, if they don't land quite so well, you don't notice? No, you don't. Um, and I, I think we should move on. It's almost I feel like it's almost a separate show that we need to talk about, but I think yeah, we need to course, dive into of. Orson's Farm a little as well. Yeah. Animation is equally as good. Voice work is equally as good. Yeah. Like The production value is still the same. I found myself enjoying Orson's Farm more rewatching these, though. Originally, yes. Orson's Farm was the bit where I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm going for a piss then. Um, but... I, I, I never minded it. I think I always... I, I, there are certain characters I remember, and I have a, I had a point, a point a couple of years ago. I was talking about this show um, with somebody I used to work with, and they didn't remember the Orson's Farm sequences. And I remember it's called Orson's Farm, and for the reasons we discussed earlier on. So I knew that, and I, I remember there was, no, there was a, there was a pig, there was a half hatched, there was an no, a, an egg with legs, basically that hadn't quite hatched. There was a, one that had just hatched, which was I can't remember, was it Booker? I think they called it, yeah. the blonde one. You had that, and then you had you had Roy, you had the the sheep twins. So I remembered that, and I remembered some of their because their stories weren't they weren't hanging on one character making a punchline you'd, you'd have one which it was awesome story this week roy's next week i mean i watched one called banana nose um where they basically he was being a twat for everybody and then they started calling him banana nose and he got the other one fucked off um and so i i, I, I remembered that when you had some let's say stories about the twin the the, the sheep the twins i can't remember their fucking names bow and something can't remember the girl one's name pass <sighs> there, there was some sort of pun involved um, I'm gonna have to look it up, but yeah. So I mean, I um, so I remembered all of that, and I think going into it this time, I was I, I was same to you, thinking, all right, well, the Garfield bits are going to be the funny bits because that's because of the humor you expect and all the rest of the rest of it, and these bits are going to be filler. They're mm-hmm. going to be like you used to have in Animaniacs when you have slightly longer skits in the middle to fill it out. Like Elmira was the one. Um, no, Elmira was Tiny Toons Machine, but yeah. so you you had you, like you had the Elmira ones, which were slightly longer because they were they were gearing up to make to give Elmira her own show. Same with Pinky in the Brain. They kind of went right. Well, we we want to push them out. We make we give yeah. them four or five minutes as opposed to thirty seconds or a minute, and we'll just give them slightly more. And that's kind of what this always felt like to me. It was it was the bit in the middle. Yes, but it, actually, it definitely go, was looking at it now. And they always you know there was always a bit of a moral or rest. But actually, going they were more enjoyable this time. I thought than than some of the Garfield stuff I watched. They definitely were. So I, I never disliked it as a kid. You know, don't get me wrong when I say, "Oh, fuck." It just wasn't. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the main event, though, was it? I it wasn't. Was, it... I wasn't there for Orson's fucking farm. I was there for Garfield. Right now, if Orson's farm was its own show, and these skits were separated out, like we talked about, then I would happily tune into Orson's farm. I think. Yeah. Um, and actually, watching it this time, I definitely think it's the strongest of the, of all of the show. Like it, it's much stronger yeah. than the Garfield stuff. 
it's much stronger than the, the the little skits as well like the shorts and and the reason for that is i i think as we've already said it's got an ensemble cast and that allows it to, and it's not weighted down by this expectation yeah. of garfield so that allows it to actually tell stories it felt more centered because yeah. they could all bounce off each other there was like you mentioned the one about banana nose you know I watched one where everybody's lying to. Um, yeah. I think it's awesome they're lying to. I can't remember now, but anyway, yeah. you know, and these lies just get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, yeah. there's um, the one where Orson's trying to stand up, and then his brother comes. In. You know, these they were stories, and these yes. stories evolved and grew, and characters changed as time went on. There's one where what's the egg? Um, Sheldon. Sheldon. Of course it is. How did I not? Of course it's fucking Sheldon. There's one where Sheldon wants to come out of his shell and he's deciding he's finally going to come out of his shell, but he's scared of everything and that's why he's still in the shell, you know. So these stories had purpose and a through line and meaning and the gags came out of the stories, yeah. not the other way around, which tended yeah. to happen with Garfield. Yeah. It was and more that the, the story thing... was being written around the gags. Yeah, and I think the thing as well is that because you had this ensemble cast and they could, get, they could explore so many more things, they had Wade, who was petrified of everything, Mm. but particularly he was a duck who was afraid of water so you'll have had those kids who couldn't swim or were afraid you know who were afraid to learn to swim there was an appeal there and actually that transcends not just into being afraid of learning to swim but being afraid of riding a bike or climbing trees yes. or it just it's that look there are kids like you not everybody's good at everything but actually he might you know he might be afraid of his own shadow but he's a really you know, he's a really nice really dependable really compassionate character you look at Sheldon, and that's sort of there. He's afraid to come yeah. out of his shell. You've got kids who will have been shy, who don't know. If you look at examples of them starting school and not knowing, not knowing other kids and how it's going to go, how, no, that lit, literal thing of coming out of, of his shell for Sheldon is—it's exactly the same as most kids will be going through. So yeah. you know, it's there was a lot more in this which could, which younger viewers would relate to. And Definitely. if you look where the ta- where the demographic was, where the target audience was, this feels like it should have been the show, really. I agree, you know, and then you've got all those those great archetypes, and then you've got Roy, who's just a complete and utter cunt. Yes. Um, but oh my god, I hate him. Is that, that yeah. I, I I remember as a kid quite liking him, but every time he opened his mouth, it was just nails on a blackboard. Me, I was like, shut your fucking smart ass <laughs> mouth, you cunt! Just yes. stop being so horrible. Like, but yeah. that's the character. Um, but yeah, you're right. It it, it had more depth there. You know, the, the the stories were just much more sophisticated. Um, and th- it was also freed from that kind of expectation of Garfield where I was saying, you know, aside from the fact you're there to watch Garfield, it's also yeah. that they're getting the humour wrong because the humour's not coming in Garfield from the fact that Garfield is a cat observing humans when it should be, yeah. right? Whereas in this, we're freed from that. Because this yeah. isn't about these animals observing humans and taking on human behavior and commenting on it. This is yeah. completely anthropomorphized. Like, like they're on a farm and they are yeah. their own society. So they all fill yeah. individual roles in that society. And there's no need for them to reflect our own society. They're already doing that in the setup. Yeah. So they're freed from that in their storytelling. And the humor doesn't have to grow from that. And it feels a lot more natural. It feels... Like, in a lot of ways, it's more structured. It's way more structured than the Garfield skits are, yeah. but it feels much looser and more free because of it. And because of that, yes. I found it funnier, if I'm honest. And I think, actually, as well, you benefit from having that ensemble cast. You benefit from the fact that you can have these characters who you will have one who's a smartass who will always get that, that joke in. Or you'll have one who's always you know, doing the pratfalls. And it, it, it's all, it, it lends itself to a more traditional sitcom environment, effectively. Yes. And I think yes, that we, so we, talk, we talked about you know, um, cat-based sitcoms earlier on. So we, you know, talk, we were talking about this. We talked we talk about Heathcliff, Top Cat, all that stuff. And to me, that's where the Garfield bit falls down compared to compared to Orson's Farm because actually, it really you know you it, you can really sort of feel this coming through. And if you had these, if you had this as two ten-minute skits in an episode, or even if you had this as a sort of twelve fifteen-minute episode on its own, I think it would work a lot better just because of the way it's been the way it's been built. It definitely does. Orson's Farm spun out into your your classic Nicktoons format of ten minute episode, ten minute episode, ten minute episode, stitch them together. Yeah. You got twenty minutes. Like yeah. that stitched together would have worked absolutely brilliantly, I think, yeah. and, and I'd have been all over it. Um, I don't recall that ever happening. Maybe it did. No, I, don't I don't think, think it, it did. I don't believe um, it. Is. So yeah, Orson's Farm was definitely the highlight for me. Having said that, still 
enjoyed it. Didn't enjoy it enough that I want to watch loads and loads and loads of it. No, if no, I'm no, honest. fuck no. I um, think I think that would be the same again. Having seen, oh, no, what four or five, I can I know what it's about. I know what it is. There's no there's no narrative. There's nothing nothing bringing me back to everything. Fuck, I need to know what's going on next. It's just a series of skits, and actually seen two or three, you've seen them all. Yeah, and I think the problem is, you know, even Orson's Farm being better than Garfield as it is, if I want to watch something like Orson's Farm, there are lots of other shows very similar to it that are much, much better. Yeah. And that's the problem. You can look at, like I say, any of the Nicktoons are very, very similar in in tone to Orson's Farm. You know, Tiny Toons, all of them very, very similar. The one, for some reason, that keeps springing to mind is Rocco's Modern Life. I think yes. that's just because it's anthropomorphized animals. Maybe, but I think but... the, the I think the way that um, Rocco and Orson are presented, they, they, there are, there's enough of each of, of each one. There's, yeah. no, there's enough of the, of the same character in each one that you can kind of see. I, yeah, if they wanted to go down that route, if they wanted to spin Orson off into into, or they want to spin Orson's farm into his own show, you'd make it more sitcom based, and you have him yes. as your lead. Yeah, you'd and go down you'd, that other, route. And yeah, so I think there's there are some very definite comparisons there. I think that that's a very that's a very um, that's a very good line to draw, actually. Yeah. So, so you know, that's the thing. It's like if I want something like this, I'll just go and watch one of those. Well, and and if I want, it already exists, doesn't it? I think that's the thing. And if I specifically want these characters, then that's done better as well. It just means I've got to crack a book or crack a newspaper rather yeah. than actually watch the TV. You know, yeah. um, because that's the thing with those little shorts, like the the couple of minute or seconds in some cases. The, yeah, they feel like they're just direct adaptations of the strips. They do. And they work much better than yes. the 10 minute because there is no story needed. It is literally yeah. a gag. Yeah. And straight I, in, straight out. And it that, works. That's it. I mean, I think the first one I saw today was um, Booker chased a worm into a hole. And he's sitting on the horse. There's, there's no, there's no other way out. He's got to come through me. He's going to get past. You know, he, he, to get out, he's got to get past me. So I'm going to catch him and eat him. Mm. And then the worm comes out with a little fucking Kaiser helmet on with a spike on top. So goes straight. At, you assume it's gone into his ass. Um, but e- either way, he's stabbed him from underneath. Booker shoots up in the air because it's a cartoon, so obviously he can defy the laws of physics. And then the worm speaks in like a, in a German accent, says something about you know, says some again some really lazy pun and then fucks off but Fine. that was 30 seconds yeah done funny ha- done. happy with that brilliant yeah done you know and, and it's the same with the garfield ones as well it, it's yeah. you know when it's just 30 seconds about like one of the ones i can remember watching here is um you know that the house falling down around him in its entirety mm. and him barely just raising you know even opening an eyelid because he's just yeah. in bed in it because he's cat like that's that's funny for what it is yeah. that's perfectly well observed you know, it's yeah. 30 seconds in and out. I don't need a story around it. I'll take the gag. Um, they work really well. It's There's just not enough here to stretch it out into a show. That's the yeah. problem. And, and that's feels... always the risk, isn't it? When you, when you try and adapt something that doesn't have that long form to begin with, yes, you always end up padding. Yes, you and do. That, and there's, that... there's a lot of this. A lot of this show feels like padding. It feels like padding. And I just feel like the show is fundamentally misunderstood. Like before it, before we even get to the point where it starts to be padded, I think this show, and this is me talking completely out of my ass. I've got nothing to base this on, but this is what it feels like to me. This show feels like a bunch of executives sat around a table going, hey, what are the kids like? Garfield, that'll make us some money. Okay, let's make a show around Garfield. Yeah. None of them actually understand what the fuck Garfield is. They've just seen it in the paper that morning and they've yeah. seen it on a billboard. And they've seen him probably advertising soft drinks and they've seen him on T-shirts. And so he's popular. They don't understand what Garfield is and they don't understand how then to adapt that into an animated show. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. That's what it feels like to me is like fundamentally at its core, they don't understand what they've got. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's fair. I think that's fair. It, It doesn't it doesn't feel like enough went into it to make it a 25 minute a week show. No, definitely not definitely not um and it's a shame because i i really wanted to like this because yeah, i liked I, I it so in, much as a kid yeah i, I came into it and i know we, we spoke a couple of weeks ago um when we first cancelled the episode because we were talking about whether we just put somebody else in uh, to cover for yeah. me or whether 
we just aborted and so we'll pick up schedule when I come back and wherever we are we are and we'll fit other stuff in but we both wanted to do this episode because of what it meant to us as kids because of what our thoughts on it were and I came in to say with you I, I, I remembered it very fondly I wanted it to be I wanted it to live up to expectations and in bits, like I said, certainly the shorts, the, the I, th- I think they call them quickies. I think they're sort of the, uh, the the caption on them is Garfield quickie or Orson's Farm quickie. They they work really well and they, they fit well with the characters. They fit well with the tone. The pacing is really good. And then you get into the rest of it and you think, actually, yeah, this isn't what... It's it's what I remember. And I said the, the, the one where Garfield has a nightmare where he gets huge and fat and all the rest of it. It works on a, on a base level, but it's not, it's not as, as you said earlier, it's not as clever and sophisticated as he thinks it is. No. And I think that as a child of would have been six, seven, eight watching this, as opposed to an adult of far older than I want to admit, it doesn't land in the same way, and that's the disappointment for me. Yeah, me too. I, I think I think it's fine. I don't think there's anything really wrong with this show. Um, and I think, well, I was going to say I think maybe there's something in it for kids today, but actually. I don't know if there is because again, so much of, no, so much of the humor is of its time. Yeah, um, like I like I watched one where Garfield was constantly like buying stuff on like shopping channels. Yeah, and yeah, it is. It's it's a it's, product it's like, of its era, isn't it? Yeah, and that's fine. No, we've we've talked about that many times, and obviously that that brings with it its own problems sometimes in terms of representation and stuff like that. Don't have that problem here so much, but what we do get is as I say stuff that people don't really relate to now. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, yeah I don't even know difficult. if it has got anything to offer kids today. But whereas I mean, if if you look, if you probably gave, yeah. put the the newer version in front of kids now, I mean, say mine had nine and eight. If you would well, put it in front of number two, he'll laugh. He'll, he'll laugh at anything. But you know, put in front of number one, I don't, I don't think she'd be bothered. But at least an update would be more relatable and, and so more in keeping with time. Like I'm, I'm sure I've seen stills where Garfield, you know, he's walking around. He he has a phone or you know he has access to a computer and stuff like that. So it's just stuff that is of our time and of our worlds where kids now will recognize. They're going, okay, well, it's an old type phone. It's a flip phone, but yeah. it's it's a phone. It's you know, it's a desktop computer as opposed to a laptop or a tablet, but it's still a computer. I get it. I can, you know. So there's that much. There would be that much more to the new one, but I think for this, I don't think it's going to translate at all. No, no, I think you're right. Actually, I think it's and only that's a shame, audience really. now is Sad is us. I guess. Yeah, it is us who. Well, unfortunately, like I say, if you like this as a as a kid, I wouldn't say don't rewatch it. It hasn't, you know, it it hasn't disappointed me in the way that the raccoons has or anything like that. It's certainly not. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's not good. If that makes sense, I, I, I'm just think, indifferent to it. Yeah, I think for me, it's a victim of its own success, and as much as because mm. I liked it so much, and I. I looked at it as no, it was this fourth wall breaking, this very clever, this very modern, this very hip thing, and he spoke like an adult, but he was talking to kids. Yeah. All of that combined was they were things that I loved about it. Whereas you know, being you know thirty odd years removed from watching it first time out and going back to it, thinking, yeah, actually, I just want to punch him in the fucking face sometimes. Yeah, you know, it's it's just not quite there. No, it's not. It's not the everything that you want from it you can get elsewhere and it's yeah. better. Yeah, um, I think that's and fair. It, and, it, and that's it's a shame because we were both looking forward to this one. Yeah, but, but as you said, it's not it's not been as big a disappointment as the raccoons. I don't think. I, hell I think no. we've, we've still got a long way to to top that. Hell no. Yeah, that's that's some deep depths to sink to, and it it does it. I mean, I, I don't even think you know it, it starts getting even close to that. I think in terms of enjoyability then in terms of if we're rating these shows i think this sits resoundly in the middle somewhere yeah you know this this is almost the equator if i'm honest so <laughs> like, i think lo- looking at it if, if you were to look at it and take the the effect of orson's farm one i'd say it's pro- that probably drags it up as well i think it, it's, sort of it slightly, it's, it's slightly north of the middle yeah um, it, it, which I'm, yeah. I'm 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 happy with because as i said i came into this with certain baggage um as we do with that with all of these shows and yeah, I think that the fact that it's not sort of languishing down at the bottom with things like the raccoons, I think is a, I think that's a good thing. I think that would really upset me. Yeah, yeah, me too. I I think I would have been genuinely gutted if this had turned out to be a pile of shit. And it's yeah. it's not that. But at the no, same time, listeners, it's it's, it's not great. So measure I, your I, expectations. Yeah, I think it's not what we remembered as part of the problem. Yeah, probably. And, and I just, I just think you know there are so many better cat-based shows out there there are yeah. so many better animated sketch shows out there 
there are yeah. so many better slapstick shows. It's like everything that you could possibly want from this show is done better elsewhere. Yeah. So just go and yeah. get it. And I, I think on that, I mean, I think that there's because because it's an established property, it's an established brand. They will be so careful with Garfield. Yeah, they won't want to muddy the waters. You know, they will. Obviously, you're not going to have Garfield suddenly come out and say "fuck off" because it's Garfield and it's going to be very yeah. safe. Whereas if you have a new if you have a new show that you're pitching at, you know, even if you're pitching at sort of you know, mid to late teens or young adults, you can have that edgier, more modern character because nobody knows who the fuck they are. But you're not going to do it with an established brand. Same as you never have Mickey Mouse telling them to go fuck themselves in an yeah, official I mean, Disney product. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I I need that from no, this show. But, but, I just but I need... think that because be, I think because of because of what the character is and and where the character sits in, in sort of in the, the in the zeitgeist generally. You're never going to have anything groundbreaking from Garfield. No. I think that's that's the problem. I think whereas as a child, I'm sitting, I'm seeing the the fourth wall breaking all over. That's what it was to me. But actually, it's not that clever, and it's, it's not as big and clever as it thinks it is. It's really not. It's really not. Um, yeah, it's a shame. But there you go. Maybe you know your mileage may vary, listeners. Absolutely. You may watch this absolutely. and absolutely love it. And as always, if you do, what did we miss? Yeah, um, tell us why. I mean, I mean, I I came into this wanting to love it because I used to love it, and so that was something that no, that's something that's not upset me, but certainly disappointed me that it's not what I remembered. Um, but yeah, let yeah. us know um, as always. You no know, usual channels on Twitter at fmddpod. Um, you can go to our website ddpodcast.net, where you can also get our previous episodes and other shows as well uh, on Facebook and YouTube with Double Podcast Network. Uh, where we get podcasts from, subscribe, leave some messages back to us as we can. Until next time, I hate Mondays.